when you stick to those boundaries and when you prioritize the time and space for the gym, for your cooking, for doing all of those things, then it leaves open your weekends and your things to be like, okay, let's pack everything up and go out for the day or let's go and do this. And it no longer feels stressful and overwhelming because you have that unseen organizational structures in place. Are you ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment? If you are, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here, and I hope that wherever you're listening from and whatever you're doing right now, that you're taking a moment to fill your precious cup back up and nourish your soul. Because I am joined by somebody I was very excited to have on the podcast because she specializes in a topic that we haven't really discussed on the podcast before. And so I am joined today by Cara Williams, who is a mama to two, She has a six-year-old, she has a a three-and-a-half-year-old, and she specializes in being a holistic women's health coach who works specifically with busy moms to prioritize their time and get really organized so that they can be confident in who they are, both in the workplace, in their careers, and at home and in motherhood. And I really wanted her to join me because she talks about organization, not just on a physical and practical level, but also about organizing our inner selves. And I think this is just so important for all of us, whether you are a mother or not, whether you're transitioning like me into motherhood, I think that the more that we take care of organizing both of those aspects, the more that we can show up for ourselves and everyone around us with an abundant mindset. So let's dive into this beautiful, open, heart-centered conversation with Kara. I am joined by the lovely Kara Williams all the way from Australia today. What time is it with you, by the way? Because I know we have a funky oh, time difference. Yeah, absolutely. It is just after 8 a.m. So I have just okay. finished the crazy morning routine with my kids, lunches, dressed, got them out the door with their dad. Wow, I am very impressed. All of that before 8 a.m. And now mom's work hat is going on. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so we're going to talk about a topic that we've never really dived deeply into at all on the podcast before. And I feel like some people might think the topic of organization is an unsexy topic. But honestly, I mean this. It is so sexy to me. <laughs> and I think it has so much to do with our wellness, our mental well-being, with our abundance mindset, all of those things intertwined. So I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about this today. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same. That's what I say to everyone. I'm like, organization, it sounds like, yeah, as you say, an unsexy topic, but it really is like a foundation to a really well-balanced life, which is, yeah, which is great. And I always say to people, I'm like, an organized life is more than just pretty containers. It's so much more than that. What makes you so passionate about it? I'd love to hear more about your journey and your story to being a woman whose business is all about organization and wellness. 
Yeah, so I actually come from an education background. So I was a primary school teacher and I was fully in that world and I loved that world and I gave it my all and I gave it a little too much and it kind of consumed my world. And then when I became a mum, things just completely fell apart. I struggled um, initially in motherhood and then, you know, I went back to work when my daughter was six months old. So I was struggling mentally. I was no longer performing in work like I used to. I felt like I was dropping a ball with motherhood and it was just chaos and it was a mess. And I tried to find support and I reached out to a number of different people. And this is now like six years ago. And I was only talking to my sister the other day. So much changes in six years. Like I feel like it's not that much time. But when I think about how much has changed in that time, it's heaps. So six years ago, there was less support for new mums. You know, I had people turn me away, people not take me seriously, and I was just left in this mess. Thankfully, I had an amazing husband who helped pull me through and kept fighting for me to get the support that I need to finally have gotten into a really great place. And then, you know, I went from this mess, hating life, dreading life, feeling like I was failing in all areas to just living in this abundant life that I loved and I enjoyed. And um, as I started talking to more women, I realized, you know, I'm not the only one who has gone through that journey. And I just started sharing on my Instagram and you know, people started asking more questions and asking for more tips and sharing. And so it kind of naturally snowballed from there. Um, And then when I had my second child, my son, he's now three and a half. So when I was on maternity leave with him, I decided to go back and restudy, which thinking back was a crazy decision. I had a two and a half year old, I had a newborn and I decided to study. (laughs) So I studied at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is like holistic health coaching. And when I finished that up, it just kind of, I just naturally kind of fell into place and found my way with women and families and organization. And as I said at the beginning, you know, it's more than just pretty containers, because if you can get those rhythms and those routines and those systems in place, then you really have the time and space for what's important to enjoy your life, to slow down, to enjoy those small moments. And so, you know, I'm so passionate about that because I've come from that crazy place and I want as many women as possible to, you know, journey and have their dream life and have this space where they can, you know, have some more calm in their life. I love that. And I'm just really curious because I feel like a lot of us have an identity of I'm either organized and that's my type A personality or I'm not at all. And I feel like, I feel like my tendency is to believe that I'm not, but actually I thrive when things are really organized and my home is feeling abundantly clean and clear and my cupboards are spacious. Um, It really makes a huge difference. And so I feel like I teeter somewhere between both. Like my tendency is maybe to not be, but I actually thrive when I am and I love being organized. So I'm curious, is that something that just came naturally for you? Because I have friends who are just mega organized. It's just who they are. Um, Or is it something that you had to train yourself or reprogram yourself to be? So I definitely was that very type A personality and very organized. But when motherhood hits, it doesn't matter how type A you are, things go crazy. 
And so I had to learn a new way of being organized in the beautiful mess that is motherhood because I could never have the same life and the same organizational systems and the same cleaning schedule as I did before being a mom. So I think no matter whether you are that really type A personality and organized or whether you're not, motherhood is just like a whole new season that brings things to it that you just have never experienced before. And so you have to find your feet and your own version of organization in motherhood. Because as you say, some people, they are definitely going to be higher on the spectrum and they're going to want everything, you know, to a more detailed, high level organization. Whereas other people, they just want a loose framework to help them get through their days without falling to pieces. And there is no right way. And I always say to women, I'm like, what do you value? And what do you want your life to look like? And let's tailor your goals and the strategies to meet that. So there's not like a one size fits all. I don't come in and be like, here, this is like, you know, my six steps to the perfect home and then motherhood will be beautiful. It is all about, well, what do you value? Where are you at? What are your problems? And let's create solutions to that. So there can be a different structure for each person based off of what they actually value. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because some people more highly value um, kitchen organization and healthy cooking and that, whereas other people, you know, that's not high on their priority list. They might have more finance and, you know, they outsource. They might get food delivered every week. So for them to have an organized kitchen and prioritize healthy cooking, that's just not on their radar. So, um, you know, and neither one is right or wrong. And that's what I tell women, like it's all different. So that's why we really have to delve into what are your values and what are your goals and what does your dream life look like? Mm. I mean, I'm about to make that transition (laughs) in a very short space of time. I am having my first child and I can only, I mean, I know that it's going to change everything. I'm just, I feel like I'm talking to the perfect person right now at this stage (laughs) in my life. Like, what are some of the things that I think a new mother could, or you think that a new mother could start preparing for, or could at least have awareness around to support that transition? Because your life is never going to be the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the most important thing that you can prepare is having people around you to support you. So in those newborn days, it is, you know, the priority needs to be mom and baby to um, just heal and to bond and to really just create those solid foundations. So if a woman comes to me and they have a newborn, you know, I usually point them in the direction to like a postpartum doula or something Mm. like that and say, hey, you just need to spend time with this person and just be supported come back to me when your baby's a little bit older and you have the time and space for that. So I think going in as a new mother, it's just really important to have really realistic expectations. So we can have this plan of, I want to be organized and I want to do all of the things, but the newborn phase, you know, what they talk about that fourth trimester, you just need to embrace it for what it is. And, um, I say the most helpful thing that we can do for new mums is bring them meals. So if you have some close family and friends um, that can help you with that and essentially bring the organization to you, that is the best thing for a new mum. I love that. And I think I'm really happy that it's becoming more aware of just how important that is. I actually think and you probably know more than I do about this, but back in the day, I actually think that was honored a lot was that in society, it was like, you talk about, you know, it takes a village to raise a family. And like, literally that was what was happening for a new mom. Like the whole village would support the mom and her in some cultures, she wouldn't even leave the bedroom or whatever her sleeping quarters were (laughs) because her one duty was healing and feeding. And that was like a sacred time. And 
because we live in such a crazy, busy society now. It's like, oh, mom's at the grocery store. <laughs> mom's like, out, you know, doing things. And it's almost like a badge of honor, this busyness and this achieving. It's like, look at her, look at her. But I think we've really lost something in what you've said in yeah. those really traditional cultures where we honored that and protected that in the beginning and I love what you said it takes a village to raise a child but I also think it takes a village to raise a mother Mm. so the mother needs just as much support and a village because you know not only have you birthed a child you're birthing into a mother for the first time and you need a village to raise you as well so I think that is so important so in those new days just where you can surround yourself with those people let them bring you nourishing foods let them you know don't feel bad if someone comes over and they offer to put on a load of washing say yes because we so often just want to be like oh no it's fine it's fine the pleasantries we have to get comfortable with saying yes thank you that would be great and having other people step into that space of the organization in those early days so impactful Mm -hmm. I love this yes I definitely am going to have my support tribe around me but they're like the closest people to me i.e., my husband my mother my family but if any of my best friends are listening to this, please hold me accountable to yes. not trying to do too much. And Absolutely. Yes. Bring her all the food, friends. Put on that load of dishes and put on the washing for her. Then cuddle the baby. Yes, exactly. And I look, taking myself out of the equation, we all have at some stage in our lives, newborn, new mothers and newborns. And I think the, I think it's sometimes hard for us to know what that is that journey is like if we're not going through it or we haven't directly been through it ourselves. And so I'm really glad that you said that. If you know anyone who's about to go through that transition, like it's not about buying the, the, the baby or beautiful outfit, laundry, food. Absolutely. They'll get a pizza delivery for somebody, whatever it might be, or maybe something more nourishing than that. And just ask how you can serve and how you can help because that is just the greatest gift that you can give. And I will say, even being pregnant, you really remember the friends that honor that for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's also important what you said, if you haven't been through that journey, you don't fully understand it and that's okay. You know, I had my kids quite young um, in my very early 20s and, you know, we were like my siblings, they were, you know, still late teenagers Mm -hmm. and friends had, you know, some friends were not even married or in serious relationships. So I feel like we kind of missed out on that, you know, in our close village. But I don't look at that, you know, in a negative way and blame them because I was surrounded by people who didn't know and didn't yeah. understand. Yeah. And so if that's the case, you know, we just we just have to accept that because we can't, you know, when they get to that stage, they will understand. And I've had people come back to me since having kids. They're like, I'm so sorry I didn't do this for you. Like I was nowhere near as helpful as you were. I just didn't know. And I say, yeah, that's fine. I know you didn't know. It's okay. Yeah. So um, it's great having these conversations, right? Because people who haven't been there to just hear, okay, to offer that and to do that is actually helpful. It's yeah, just yeah. awareness. Awareness and conversations brings about great things. Absolutely. And the times are changing. Like I'm aware now, like I have a, I do a doula training. I'm not training to be a doula, but I have a doula who trains us as new moms and yeah. the information she's sharing. And like the fact that women are now creating new baby registries and it's not just about the baby. It's about, you know, remember the mother does the mother need a postnatal massage (laughs) or um does she need a meal delivery train what things like that that you can add to baby registries I just think it's so wonderful to see a little bit of a shift starting to happen with the awareness around that yeah 
totally. And I do love the meal train thing. So my sister has just had a baby. So she's just had her first, not even a week ago now. Um, And when I hosted her baby shower, part of it was would you like to sign up for the meal train? And so many people were like, oh, I've never heard of this. This is a great idea. And so we're now just able to bless her for a couple of weeks of just nourishing meals so she can just focus on her baby. And so it's just so powerful. Like, And because new mamas, they need so much nutrition. You're so tired. You're so drained. But that food makes all the difference. Like food is so powerful in the way it can energize us and feed us. And, you know, if you're breastfeeding, you're feeding another life. So, yeah, it's just really important. And I have to put my hands up. I remember the first time I was at a baby shower and somebody was talking about a meal train. I honestly had no idea what that was. And I was like, huh? Like we send food? What? (laughs) I honestly just didn't get it. And I realize now. So can you explain? Because I actually have a lot of listeners in the UK. And obviously I'm from the UK, but have lived in America for a while now and baby registries and things like that are very, very common here, baby showers. But those things are actually relatively new and new and seen as quite American in the UK. A lot of mothers don't even have a baby registry, which blows my mind when I'm putting mine together and thinking new parents are doing all of this themselves. (laughs) So can you explain what that is? (laughs) A meal train? Yeah. 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 Um, And when you're doing a registry, I would also say, think about not just your newborn stage, but your toddler stage. So when your baby is transitioning to foods, are there particular recipe books that you would like to help you get through those toddler years? Are there some like, you know, small portion containers and things like that? Thinking beyond your newborn stage when you're doing your actual registry. But Meal Train is a great free tool. So it is a website that you can go on online and you just create an account. And so I've recently done this for my sister. And so you put in all their details. So I said, you know, this is their name. This is their address. You can put in their dietary requirements. You can put in what they like, what they dislike, their preferred delivery time, how many people you're catering for. And so you put all of this information in and you choose what dates are available and then you have a little link. And so you copy that link and you send it out to anyone who is interested. So at a baby shower, you might want to have a sign up for a meal train and you just explain it to people that, you know, one of the best ways that we can help our mum when she's had baby is to bring her food. If you would like to be involved, pop your name down and your phone number and we'll be in contact when baby arrives. Then when baby arrives, you send out that text message um, with the link. But I think there are key things that really make meal train really successful. The first one is take your food in throwaway containers. I know it is not as environmentally friendly, but we don't want mum piling up dishes and containers and trying to think about who owns what. I need Mm. to get it back to them. People knocking at the door. So I always recommend do it in throwaway containers and write on the lid what you've cooked and the date that you've cooked it. Because if they decide they don't want to eat it that night, they can pop it in the freezer for another night and they can, and it's labeled ready for them to go. So that's my first tip. And then also I remind people that when you're dropping your meal off, it's not a social visit. So Mm. you are just dropping your food and leaving unless you have made specific arrangements with the parents because Mm. the purpose, yeah, is not that social visit. It's to give them that food and have another time because let's be honest, dinner time is not the best time to be visiting a baby. They are just starting like crazy hours. So I do have someone dropping by every single day in that phase like is 
just too it's too much like you you're yeah. not meant to see anyone during that time yes yeah. and I I also recommend instead of doing like back-to-back nights of people dropping meals off do it every second night because you know some nights they might be eating leftovers or they'll choose something else so I like to spread it out over a couple of weeks but not have it every night as opposed to having back-to-back meals for a week and a half that's just my personal preference though but yeah I think whoever is organizing it for you they need to have the confidence to have those conversations that you want to say but as the new mum feel awkward to say so bring it at this time please just leave it and we'll be in touch thank you yeah I love that I think I would need somebody more like you to say that (laughs) for me so anyway I know these are all amazing, valuable like tips for me and anyone transitioning into that stage in their lives. But I think organization applies in so many ways, in so many stages of motherhood, or whether you're not a mother at all. Yeah. And so I'd love to hear more about how you can support someone in getting organized in a way that does lead to more abundance, that does have a positive effect on even their money mindset. Absolutely. So there are like, I feel like there are two kinds of, when it comes to organization, there are two main things. There's like your physical organization of your home and actually getting the space in your home organized, which there have been so many studies to say that a well-organized space really impacts our positive health, our mental health positively, sorry. And also when it comes to like our sleep environment, a bedroom that is set up really conducive to sleep ensures that we have a really good quality sleep and look sleep is the most underrated thing in our current society you know it is really the backbone to our health and wellness to get really good quality sleep for our body to like rest and digest and repair and keep our wellness in a good place so having a physical space to promote sleep a physical like household that is um, organized really impacts your mental health So there is the physical organization, but then there is also kind of like the unseen organization, like your routine and your rhythms and the way that you do your day. And they have such an impact as well. So a lot of the time when women come to me and they think they want to come to me because they want an organized pantry or an organized kitchen, and we definitely do that. But what is more the issue is the unseen organizational. So the mental mess and the routines and all of those So we spend a lot of time looking through, again, we start with what do you value? Because in different seasons of life, you know, a woman might um, be wanting to save money or have more money for like, you know, for us, family trips are really important. We work hard, but we always holiday and take our kids away and have that time. So having that money to us is really important. Whereas, you know, to other people, um, having a huge house is more important to them. So like we have to figure out what you value, and then we kind of work everything around that. And so that's where we get to the things that we can't see, like our daily routines, your cleaning schedule, your morning routine, your evening routine. And again, it's all that really unsexy stuff, like you said in the beginning, but that's what's laying the foundations to get you to that dream life because suddenly that just becomes a habit and you don't think about it. And so when those processes become a habit and you don't think about it, it gives you time and capacity to focus on your goals and on your dream life and to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And I'm glad you mentioned time because I'm hearing some of like the things the listeners might be thinking. And I even am reflecting on my own life when it comes to both of those things. Like I absolutely do prioritize like 
my mental well-being and I need to have certain things in place in my life to really feel like I'm showing up as the best version of myself. But the thing that can get in the way of that and the thing that can get in the way of my home always feeling feeling zen is like, I don't have time for everything. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I know that that's only going to get <laughs> crazier as I transition into motherhood. And I think that as well, I don't know, like maybe there's something in it around working from home as well. And a lot of our listeners do work from home. My husband works from home as well. And it can just, things can pile up because you're like, well, I need to send that email. I need to work with this client. I need to do these things. I don't have time to do the pantry. <laughs> Absolutely. And interestingly enough, before I had kids, when I was working full time in education, I felt like I had no time. Like I was like so overwhelmed. Like I was like, I can't even clean my two bedroom apartment when I have no kids because I have no time. And I would say no to things on the weekend because I was tired and I didn't have time. And, you know, now I have two kids and I have my business and my husband works full time and he also has a business and we volunteer and like we have this full life, but it feels like we have more time. And the thing is we have the same amount of time, but it's learning how to prioritize it and how to put in healthy boundaries. And that's all the unseen organization. That's prioritizing your ideal week. That's when you work from home, having strict work hours and sticking to that. Do you know what I mean? Like that is an organized schedule. And so that's all the unseen organizational of, you know, you need to honor and respect those boundaries. And people often, you know, they have the misconception that organization means that things are rigid and they're really structured and there's no time for fun and for being spontaneous. So when you have your strict time schedule and when you stick to those boundaries and when you prioritize the time and space for the gym, for your cooking, for doing all of those things, then it leaves open your weekends and your things to be like, okay, let's pack everything up and go out for the day or let's go and do this. And it no longer feels stressful and overwhelming because you have that unseen organizational structures in place. I am so excited that doors to my revamped and realigned six month powerful mastermind are now officially open. And I would love to extend a special invitation to my brilliant podcast listeners to come and join me inside the Aligned as Fuck Mastermind. This is the place to be if you are ready to release the frustration, the confusion, the worry around where you're going to sign your next clients, how you're going to sign them, what strategies to implement, what systems you need. This is the place to be if you are ready to heal your subconscious money mindset beliefs on a really deep, beautiful level and make sure that your mindset, your programming and the stories that you tell yourself are in full alignment with the vision that you have for your future and especially for your business so that you can start attracting clients, income, inner fulfillment with ease, grace and with flow. I'm currently receiving applications. Doors to the application process will close on June 30th because between now and then, 
I am also offering a really special bonus within the mastermind. So if you sign up and apply before June 30th, you will receive access to a very special VIP mastermind day where you get to have your questions and your business looked at by absolute top industry experts. Honestly, this day in itself is going to be worth the investment within the mastermind. So if this is speaking to you, if you know that you're ready to go all in for the next six months and step into true alignment with both your business strategy and your inner money mindset, then this is definitely the place to be. It's packed full of support and love and abundance from both me and the incredible support coaches that you'll have access to within the mastermind. If you'd like to learn more about all of the details, then just click on the link that's in the show notes below or reach out to me at girl underscore unfiltered and I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. So what are some of the things that somebody who feels that the structure is not in place right now or the structure could definitely be improved on, what could they start doing to feel... What I'm hearing from you is actually spaciousness around their day to day. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first step would really be write down everything, like get really clear and just write it down. Um, We can also have a tendency to um, build things up bigger in our minds than what they actually are. So we're like, oh, this is huge. This is going to take a long time. And that cloudy mental space is actually making you less productive. So let's just get everything down. On, on a piece of paper, write it all down. And I think start to categorize things. This is work, this is personal, this is non-negotiable, this is what I want to do. And just get a really clear picture of where things are at. Mm. Then what I like to work with with my clients is something called your ideal week. So it's kind of like mapping out like, what would your dream week look like? What would it look like? And I always say, start with the things that you have to do. So have your week and map it out. And so for me, all my have tos are like school drop off and school pick up, um, my work, any meetings, you know, swimming lessons, dancing lessons, all those things that cannot be changed in my schedule. I write that out in my week. And then I have a look at the extra things that I want to add in. You know, I want to prioritize the gym. I want to prioritize family day. I want to prioritize meal prep. And so I look at that week and I look at what all my goals are. And I think realistically about where they can fit in on what day. And so then I'm being really strategic about how I tackle my weeks instead of just, you know, waking up on a Monday and being like, oh, I have six things to get through. I didn't get, I only got through two. And then we feel like we're a failure. And that's when we get caught up in that mental space. But if we have this really clear plan of, I know Mondays, all my emails get done. I know Tuesdays I batch create my content and I cook meals for my family on Wednesday. And so when you have that plan, it really just helps you. So it's all about being strategic and tailoring it to what is happening in your schedule. Yeah. Are there ever just days where you're exhausted and you just can't do any of that. (laughs) Absolutely. And that is why I say to women, it is called your ideal week. So you're not always going to stick to it. We're not calling it your um, absolute week or my week, or this is what's happening. It's like, ideally, 
this is what we would like to happen and this is like a framework for what is happening. But, you know, in my ideal week, I put time for rest. You know, Saturdays are family days and there are afternoons, like I've strategically at the end of our week planned no afternoon activities. Mm. So when we can come home from school, if we just want to sit on the couch and cuddle and watch movies, we can. So it's really important to plan in that white space, I like to call it. Those breaks and that time, uh, plan it in like an appointment. That's where you need to honor your boundaries. If work finishes at four and you didn't finish everything you needed, well, it can just roll over to the next day because, you know, your family needs to come first and your mental health needs to come first. And so you need to honor and protect that. Yeah, absolutely. And as entrepreneurs, it's like, I was just talking to my friend about this this weekend. I'm like, there's always something to be done. It's never ending. (laughs) gonna end so at some point you just have to go enough is enough and I agree Absolutely. that I, I have to I I have to put in like office wind down like that that has to happen in my schedule yes. and I block out when I'm available for calls and when I'm not available for calls and right. my assistant knows you know when I'm available when I'm not yeah. available because it's really important it's just you know yourself and what you need and I think that is also a big key of this especially for mothers especially for women who are giving and giving and giving is you need to know what you yourself need because sometimes we don't even know what that is. Yes. Yeah. And taking that time to check in with yourself is, you know, so important. And um, I've been working, like when I work with my women, so I work with women one-on-one and I've recently just launched um, a group coaching program as well. And the first thing we always start with is that reflection and that deep dive into what's happening. Mm. And, you know, so I say to women, I'm like, I know you signed up for organization and you're probably thinking, why are we journaling and why are we thinking? Because we need to find out where are you actually at? Have you paused to think about how you're feeling and, you know, are you living the way you want to live? Are you achieving the goals or are you just chasing your tail, you know? When did this start? Why did it start? And how are we going to fix this? Because I'm all about, you know, long-term changes, not just the band-aid solution. As I said, it's not just about the prettiness. I'm not just going to come in and tell you buy some pretty containers and life will be amazing. That's a band-aid solution. It's about finding those root problems and regularly as mums checking in with ourselves um, to make sure that we are on the right track that we want to be on. And with that, do you think any of us can be organized? <laughs> is there hope yes. for all of us? <laughs> Absolutely. As I said, there is definitely a scale of, you know, how organized you want to be. And even if you are on the lower end of the scale, as I said, it's just about putting in those simple things to honor and protect what is important. Although in saying that, if you have not been an organized person, you know, it's hard work to change habits with anything. No matter what the habit is, it takes hard work to change your habits, to change your mindset. And I think that's why working, like having a team around you, working with people, having a good group of friends or family, you really need that support because it gets to points where you're like, I just want to give up and go back to old old ways but if you push through that hard time then it becomes autonomous and you don't have to think about it Mm. and so I tell people like an organized life is about small sustainable changes so one week you might just want to prioritize I'm going to meal plan for the first time that's it that's your only weekly goal just have a go at meal planning and then the next week have another go and once you kind of feel comfortable with meal planning then we can look at 
all right, let's bring something else in your week to help out. Let's, you know, bring in meal prep. Maybe you want to start preparing some things in advance to help with your organization. So we're just going to focus on that for a couple of weeks. So small, sustainable changes is really key to developing those new habits and for that long-term success. Mm, I love that. And not overloading yourself with having to do it all at once, which so many of us can do. Yeah, we kind of, we get, we're like, yes, I want to be organized. We look at all the social media info, we go gung-ho, and then like three weeks later, we're back where we started. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to avoid. Yes, absolutely. I'm really curious on your journey, what are some of the boundaries and non-negotiables that you have in place within your own life? Definitely my family time. As I've said, that is like non-negotiable. And ever since my kids were little and, you know, Saturday mornings, um, they're still called family day. Saturdays, like my kids don't call Saturday Saturdays, it's family day. And they talk about on family day, can we do this? And so, you know, I love that that has been a non-negotiable from the beginning and that my kids are growing up and, you know, my husband and I, we do, we work hard and we have great career goals. Um, We're still there for our kids in the week, but, you know, weeks are busy, but they know on a Saturday like it's all about them and it's family time. And so, yeah, I love hearing them talk about family day and their plans around that. So that has definitely been a non-negotiable in mine. And I've really had to learn the hard way, as you say, as an entrepreneur, having boundaries because it never stops. And it's so easy to just let work-life blur into like time with your couple in the evening Mm -hmm. and um so I've had to get better at that and kind of make my work hours Mm non-negotiable yeah definitely and are there things that for you for your own well-being are a priority so that you can be somebody who takes care of the family yeah so um working out became a really big thing for me being able to move my body go to the gym It's like, again, to have started that habit was really hard because I got to the end of the day. I'm like, I'm tired. I just want to go home. I've had enough. But pushing through those hard times, um, you know, I was looking forward to the gym. I want to go because I feel so good. You know, I can put in a podcast, an audio book. And that for me was just so key to my mental health. You know, I had time away. I'm I'm an introvert. (laughs) I love time to myself. So being able to go to the gym and put my headphones in, that time to myself was so refreshing, but also because I got to move my body, I felt so good afterwards. I completely agree. When I've, now that I've made like my workouts non-negotiable actually I love going in the mornings like that for me works it's again it's like my phone's not on like I'm not checking it it's time for me I love the blasting of the music and I just I feel like a more energized healthy person when I walk out of there for sure yeah, yeah. And and that thing that people love is different for everyone. You yeah. know, it's like a quiet cup of tea. Some people want to prioritize going out with friends. That's my other one. Coffee out with friends. I'm a huge coffee lover. Yeah. And when I became a mom, I said to my husband, you know, we need to make room in our budget for me to have weekly coffee out because that was important yeah. to me. That's what I loved. And so when we sat down and we looked at our budget, you know, we made the necessary adjustments. So there was always room in the budget for me to go out and do that. And again, that's just being really strategic about what do you value and how do we make that work so you live the life that you love. I love that. I love that so much. And 
I know we've talked a lot about the like inner wellness and prioritizing that to begin with when it comes to organization, but do you have one or two life hacks <laughs> for the busy woman, for the busy entrepreneur when it does come to physical organization in the home? Cause I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, minimize. Absolutely. The first thing I feel like we have, we're such, we live in such a consumeristic society. We have so many things. We're constantly bombarded on social media and advertisement. You need this, you need more, you need this. We don't. Again, circling back to the beginning of our conversation where we were talking about those traditional cultures, they had less and they were so happy and we've lost some of that. And so I think really minimizing your home is key. First step key. Like I am an avid meal prepper. I meal prep every week, but I don't need six spatulas. Like even though I cook so, so many different things, I don't need six spatulas. One (laughs) is definitely enough. So I know lots of women, you know, you can go into your kitchen drawers and you can be like, I don't even know when this is from. I can't even remember the last time I used it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And so I think taking that time to really minimize, um, if you haven't used it in six months, And it's hard because particularly for me, because I like to try and be really eco-conscious and environmentally friendly. And particularly if we um, have a really money mindset, we can find it difficult to let go of things because we're like, that's a waste of money. That is just landfill. And it is really difficult. And look, the reality is that's what it is. But this is going to be the turning point for your life. So minimize and then make every purchase intentional. So my husband and I, when we did our first completely minimized color, then we then had a rule. Anything we brought into the house, something else had to go, which wow. meant we had to, yeah, which meant we had to really think about our purchases and be really considered and not impulse buy. Mm, wow. Oh my gosh. I don't know <laughs> if I could get rid of something every single time, <laughs> no. but it definitely holds you accountable. Yeah, it just helps you have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And you know, we don't have to throw these things away. Like I am constantly donating, you know, absolutely the things that we have, someone else can be using and absolutely. it feels really good dropping those things off to donate. Totally. And when I start with women with organization, I tell them make four distinct piles. So your first pile is throw anything that is not high quality. We don't want to be donating anything that is broken or not high quality. That needs to be thrown. That's your first pile. Your second pile is donate things that you don't use but are perfectly fine, donate them on. Um, Your third thing is relocate because let me tell you, sometimes you'll find random things in your pantry like cars and a screwdriver and (laughs) a tape measure and who knows what else. So relocating them back to their home. And then your fourth pile is the things that you just need to reorganize back in your space. So Mm. I think being really intentional when you go through a space, making your four piles, throw donate, relocate, or reorganize and just helps you be really clear about the direction for that space. I love that. That is such a great tip. And we've got a lot of organization coming up in our lives soon because there's going to be a lot more entering our home with the baby. So I'm like itching, honestly, to start doing all of that because I know it's going to make me feel just even better. Yeah. Thank you for all of these tips. I have one last question. Um, I'm just really curious. I know I say that a lot. I am a very curious person. What would you say to yourself six years ago who didn't know that this was the life that she'd be living? Oh, very interesting question. I think I would say to her, there is hope. 
because I was in a place where there was not a lot of hope and I didn't see, I couldn't picture and imagine this life. And when you're in the mess of it, it's really hard. It's really hard because you don't, you don't understand how you can get out of it. You don't understand how you would ever function in a different way. Um, And it's really difficult. So I think I would say to her that there is hope and there are people around and it's okay to accept that help. Mm, Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much. Where can the listeners connect with you and get to know more about you and what you do? Yes. um, So I am mostly on Instagram at Cara Grace Co. Um, That's where I spend a lot of my time, usually daily stories and posts. Um, I also have a YouTube channel called The Organized Family and where I post weekly videos like you're talking about. I'll take you through my kitchen and give you some kitchen hacks or I'll take you grocery shopping with me and let you know some of my favorite clean, healthy foods. Um, So on YouTube at The Organized Family um, is also where you can find me. And then on my website, caragracecollective.com. I'm totally going to be binge watching those YouTube yes. videos. <laughs> I have a new one coming out this Thursday. I've taken a little break from YouTube, but I have a brand new video coming out this Thursday. So yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Cara. And thank you for starting your day with us today. Thanks so much for having me. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.